0: When I was six, I had this disease that paralyzed me from the waist down. So I was living in a hospital, couldn't walk. The doctors told me told my mom not to expect for me to walk, at least for maybe another year. And they released me from the hospital. I remember being in my living room and hearing God speak to me for the very first time. And he said, Sarah, stand up and walk. And so just out of nowhere, uh, I turned my mom and say, Mom, look at me, and I start walking. (laughs)
1: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Stepping Out series, a podcast all about ordinary people just like you and me who have stepped out. My name is Gray, and my sincere hope is as you listen today that you'll be both inspired and equipped to step out into the call of God on your life. Um, Today I have a good friend of mine, Sarah Gerald here. She's a phenomenal human being, a songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee, part of The Belonging Co, has had songs written by the likes of Ali Grant and who knows who else, but I think um, my favorite thing about Sarah is her humility and how she lives her life and uh, the fact that she's been a faith and a risk taker. And you and, and I've and I've seen you even from afar and close up when we were in Sydney together, right? Just seeing you take God on His word mm-hmm. and actually believe what He has to say, and uh, it's it's awesome to be able to hear from oh my you gosh. and. Introduce you to a whole bunch of more people, right? You are and too get, kind. let them get to know how great you are.
0: <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Great to have you, I'm Sarah. so excited to be here.
1: <laughs> hey, I actually never start any of the podcasts like this, but I felt like I needed to for this one. What's God been speaking to you in this season?
0: Ooh. Um, lots of things. Um, I've been diving back into hebrews a lot and Mm -hmm. um there's one passage in particular i think it's hebrews 6 and it talks about the elementary teachings of our faith and basically saying like there should be a point in your life where you graduate from the elementary things and not Mm. forget them but graduate from them and just like school, you know, just because you've graduated from the classes, not mean, you should forget what you just learned. It should be, it should mean that you've learned it and it's a part of you now so that you can carry it. Uh, sorry. I'm in emotion <laughs> since so that's why the lights are going on. Now. Um, anyway, it should be a part of you now, um, so that you can carry it into the next season. And so I just, have really just been thinking about the um, elementary teachings of our faith. Like, what are the things that we believe and have i graduated past the the little things that i might have needed 10 years ago as a believer so that i could step into whatever god is calling me next so that's been a very convicting journey (laughs) and just Mm saying okay i remember um i don't know being a baby christian and always needing someone to encourage me in what i feel like god was saying calling me to do and I found myself recently like, oh, man, it'd just be really nice for someone to encourage me again in what I'm supposed to be doing. And I immediately just asked myself, I'm like, oh, why? Like you've had so many people over the years, and not just so many people, you've had God himself speak to you and tell you exactly right. what he's asked you to do. Why do you need another encouragement? You know, just go do it. Mm. Um, So things like that, he's just been just tapping on my heart like hey it's let's go the next level so (laughs) yeah
1: Mm. you know that that's such a challenging thing actually i've been um struggling Mm -hmm. and thinking about that a ton right like even when you spoke about part of maturity is not actually needing the affirmation of people as much as god and um it's it's honestly like it. I really wish like I dealt with it in one season, and then it's like you're de- dealing with it all over again, yeah. right? And like, and you know, I I did actually like to be honest, catch myself a couple of weeks ago, like kind of being frustrated. I'm like, why is no one like, you know, like giving me a pat on the back? Uh-huh. And I felt God convict me is just like, all right, like w- which applause do you want? Right? um There's a script. I can't remember exactly what the scripture in the Bible is. But it's along the lines of, if you do things in secret, your father in heaven will reward yeah. you. But if you do things in public, you'll get your reward here. And that's kind of the question, right? Like, which reward do you want? The instant lesser reward? Or do you want the greater reward that's that's yet to come? That only the father knows all the secret things you do, right? Yeah. Like, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is well, doing. Well,
0: that and, I mean, he's, like, he's taking God at his word, like... How many times did the disciples need Jesus to say to them, follow me, leave everything and follow me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something you had to keep repeating. Yeah. They had to learn what it meant to follow him, but he said it once and they obeyed. Mm -hmm. And so mainly even just being quicker to obey. And this one particular thing just happens to be about music or what I feel called to. And God's like, I've already told you, just obey, just do it. Um, and not necessarily meeting the reaffirmation of what he said. So just being quick yeah. to believe and quick to obey.
1: Mm-hmm. And like God is kind, yeah. right? When you're younger in your faith, just like, you know, you're learning how to ride a bike as a kid. And first you have the yeah. training wheels on. I remember I took one training wheel off. I didn't even take the other one off. How and did so that I just look? like went around without. <laughs> It was actually really fun. That's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> so it's kind of like if I ever felt like I was tipping over, I just had to put my weight back on the That's other amazing. side and I kind of managed to stabilize. Um, and it was fun. Um, but then it's like there is a time, right, when God does take off those training wheels. So God is gracious in the whole process, but then for you to learn how to put – learn how to take off the training wheels and then put them back on yeah. just for the fun of it, like God's actually – growing us up and it's funny right like sometimes i've i i do not know if you've you've experienced in your own faith he doesn't say stuff like he used mm-hmm. to right like yeah it, it's interesting right early in my faith i felt like god was it was more not that it's not an emotional experience anymore but it was like fully that's how i connected with god and then slowly maturity is just like you don't need that goosebumps mm-hmm. feeling all the time to know that god is mm-hmm. with you right and God starts speaking through so many different avenues, through yeah. His Word, through silence, right? And, yeah. Um, it's it's cool. It's that it's the part of growing up, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah, definitely, we are called to graduate from the elementary yeah. things, and it's crazy in Hebrews, right? They, they, he he starts talking about a couple of elementary things, oh, I still don't know anything right? about that yet.
0: That's when I was like, wait, let's just do a quick check. Where are we with these things? <laughs> do you feel confident in what you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Hey, um, talk to me about growing up. Hmm. What was it like for you? Like growing up okay, so now you're you're a singer, songwriting a songwriter, also I remember seeing uh, you and some of like Harry Job's stuff and I, and, and I, and I love that yeah. about it just cause I'm like, that's the right person to mm. be there um, okay. because you're, you're, yeah. But you know what? Like I can't even imagine the insecurities you must have had to face to even be in a situation like that and be like, all right, should I even be here? Um, so yeah, talk to me about what it was like growing up and how, like yeah, what? How, where is God taking you from? That's what I'm. Yeah.
0: About. Um, gosh, I am literally unrecognizable to myself. Uh, not even from just being a child, but from my early twenties, mm-hmm. even. I look back and like I am just not the same human in the best way. Um,
1: Very good way to put it.
0: And so I grew up in North Carolina, in the South, in the states. And single-parent home. Um, my parents divorced when I was a baby. I was 11 months old. My dad uh, was on drugs, and then he left to go get clean. Oh, wow. And my mom like moved me and my brother and just grew up. She was our um, primary caretaker. And uh, just family dynamics were all that you can imagine with that. And that actually came back in the picture when I was, uh, five. I, I think, you know, on a great, just when I was sick, when I was a kid, do you know about this? Oh no, my I gosh. Don't know about that. No. Oh, so the reason I know Jesus is because when <laughs> I was six, I or almost six. I had this disease that paralyzed me from the waist down. So I was, oh my gosh. uh, in, living in a hospital, couldn't walk, like in a wheelchair. Wow. And um the doctors told me, told my mom not to expect for me to walk, uh, at least for maybe another year. And they released me from the hospital. I remember being in my living room and uh mm-hmm. hearing God speak to me for the very first time. And he said, Sarah, stand up and walk. And so just out of nowhere, uh I turn my mom and say mom look at me and i start walking um and i knew it was a miracle and i knew it was jesus i knew it was god so i went to the, we were going to a local church i told the pastor i'm like baptize me wow. like i believe let's go um it, which is so funny wow. I'm like god gives us free will but in a lot of ways I, i'm like god you really did just from childhood have your hand on me um. Anyway, just so back to parents. Just so my dad came back when I was sick. Then he left again when I was 11 years old, and uh, that just threw me into a tailspin. And middle school, high school, lots of depression, lots of anxiety, um, crazy mm-hmm. insecure, just unbelievably insecure, and. Um, but my whole life, I've always loved music, loved singing, loved writing. Um, I, I wrote my first song at 15, I think. Yeah, I was 15. What was it about? The worst song ever. It's so corny. Oh, my gosh.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> I was about a boy, of course. Did you show it to him? <laughs> I was 15.
1: Ah,
0: <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 That's, that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> Um anyway, so um even though I love music, I like when I was a kid I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be super cool and I wanted to beat Leanne Rhymes's she had some kind of record for like youngest to get a Grammy or something, or her Michael Jackson. I'm like, now I'm gonna need all of those records, I'm gonna be a pop star, I'm gonna be amazing, blah blah blah. None of that happened. And just as I grew older, I The dream, I guess, it never really went away, but like belief that it would ever actually happen, just I just was like, nah, that was for when I was a kid. Anyway, I get to college, um, I get to university, and I had basically given up on church by the time I was 18. I was like, no, um, I, I grew up in a super like Southern religious atmosphere so even though i had this crazy miraculous experience as a a kid i never really understood or was Mm -hmm. taught relationship discipleship all of that so going to church was it like being a christian was going to church so i could do whatever i wanted on saturday Mm -hmm. night as long as i came to church on sunday um and anyway i get to college i'm like if it's just going to be the same hymns the same boring Mm -hmm. up and down then i'm not going And so I just, it's like, I'm done. And God in his graciousness pursued me through music because that's how he knew I would listen. And I was invited to lead worship at this event. It was so funny. I'm like, the guy who invited me to sing, I'm like, he had no idea what I was into. It was bad. Um, but I came and he was like, oh, wow, you're amazing. We'd love for you to come back and be a part, but you have to like join the group kind of. And so come back to this Bible mm. study um, and see what we're about. And so I went to the Bible study um, and mm. they sang the song At the Cross by Hillsong. And I just like burst into tears and I heard God speak to me for the second time in my life. And he said, um, if I am who I say I am, and I did what I said I did, wow. then you have to choose: will you serve me or not? And I was nineteen, and I said yes. I surrender. and the pastor got up, preached the gospel. I raised my hand. I'm like, That's I'm in this. You're wor- leading worship. I give you my life, Jesus. And <laughs> right, I'm like. But I tell people, I'm like, I fully believe I was saved at six, mm, but Jesus became good. my
1: Lord well, at 19,
0: and I just literally every plan for my life went out the window because I just wondered what He wanted, um, and it literally changed everything. I thought I was gonna. Um, double major in French and English, go to France, be a translator for a few years, come back, get married, have kids, mm. sing in the church choir and die. Like that was my life plan. And none of that has happened. <laughs> it's looked a lot different than what I planned, um, but in the sweetest way. And just even with music, um, even though music has always been there, I never called myself. A writer. I never called myself a songwriter. I never called myself a singer. It just was something I did. And that wasn't until even recently I was maybe 30, um, that I said it. I'm like, Oh, I I'm a mm-hmm. songwriter. It just was this aha moment. I have like stacks and stacks and stacks of journals filled with words and empty, like no pages empty. And <laughs> I didn't get it until one day. I think that's, I think I told you this before on Gray, but like, it was the day that I gave myself mm. permission to be who I feel like God told me to be. Mm. Um, just changed everything.
1: Hey, I hope you're getting a ton of value from this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, would you like, and subscribe if you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, would you rate review and share this podcast with your friends? It would mean the world to me and it helps the word get out. Now back to the show. No, that's so, brilliant.
0: I feel like that was a lot. No, that's really. That's brilliant. kind of my journey. I think what,
1: like one thing, I mean there's so many incredible things you said. I think one thing that really stands out is that I I love the fact that you were continued to serve even though it didn't look like it ought to. If that's the right way to if that's the right way to say. It. it you weren't you weren't at this ideal state to serve yet. And I love the fact that God actually sanctifies through serving, right? Um, like sometimes you just got to keep showing up and oh, be yeah. in an environment full of people who have uh, more faith than you, and God will do the rest, right? Sometimes you got to just put yourself in the right, right place. Hundred um, percent. And uh, yeah, I'd be curious to know. So, with a lot of what? Well, I have two questions actually. The yeah, with with uh. <laughs> With what you went through when you were younger and dealing with certain insecurities and uh, depression and anxiety, um, how do you feel like God restored that? Um, as in, when 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 He became your Lord, what was that process then like for you? For God to sort those stuff in your heart, and of course, I know we're not we're never really finished products, mm-hmm. but how did like what was that process for you?
0: Yeah. Oof, uh, a lot of counseling and therapy. <laughs> was there a breakthrough um, moment for you? Uh, yes, there were many, but there were um, there was one in particular. Um, well, I say yes. Let me go back to saying there were many. There are many breakthrough moments for me, but it was probably like a three-year journey of just committed to Mm. health and wholeness and healing uh, emotionally and spiritually and what those three years taught me Mm. I wouldn't trade for the world they were the hardest years of my life and I've never felt more pain and more alone and more angry and more disillusioned Uh, It was basically deconstruction Mm -hmm. before deconstruction was a thing. And in that, I remember there was a night um, where I was mad at God, and he was like, you're allowed to be mad at me. He's like, but don't put me on trial without inviting me to the trial. And I was like, bet, got it. So God, I know What happened to me when I was six? I know what happened to me when I was 19. I'm going to ask you some very hard questions, but I am choosing that at the end of these very hard questions, I will believe in you still. So Mm. it was this like moment of this is going to suck, but Mm. I still choose him and I choose faith because I know like you cannot tell me right i wasn't in a wheelchair and i can walk or i didn't see i've seen so many miracles like i've seen too much to not believe and so uh it was just this process of learning to combat every Mm. negative thought every lie with the word of god um i think a lot of people nowadays i see them try to do it without the word of god what what, what were your go-to scriptures Romans 8, all of it. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Um, Ezekiel 36, 37. Psalm 118, verse 17. Uh, this there, um, <laughs> I can keep going. Oh, that made me tear up. Psalm 139, 14. Well, Psalm 139, all of it. Um, um, Psalm 119, all of it. Have that word on your heart and in your mouth. Um geez, mm. Romans one, the gospels getting to learn, like know Jesus. Um, mm. Colossians three, set your side on things above and not things below. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Anyway, and, I go. Those,
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But were those three years, uh, no, intentional go. or were you kind of thrown into it? Like, mm-hmm. How both,
0: about? both, um, it was, the catalyst was having, uh, memories of childhood trauma that I hadn't ever been able to have words to put around. And it was when I was what, twenty one, twenty two. it was the first time I was able to say, oh, this thing happened to me when I was a kid and it ruined everything <laughs> in, in the best way, um, but again god and his kindness um and i don't know where you are whoever's listening i don't know where you are with holy spirit and gifts of the holy spirit and knowing about that but literally the the spring before that was in the fall of that year it's 2009 i'll never forget it the spring before i had been baptized in the holy spirit first time ever like Praying in tongues, prophesying, like seeing all these things happen. And I had this summer of elation with God. It was like me and God were like, it was one of those cheesy, like daddy God, but not daddy God because we're walking around like holding hands mm-hmm. with Holy Spirit. Like it was so <laughs> cheesy, church girl, but it was the sweetest time. And then I legit know that God. Arm armed me, like gave me armor wow. for what was about to come in the fall of 2009. So uh, having that moment where I articulated for the very first time in my life, oh, this thing happened to me when I was a kid and it changed everything. But then knowing that God had prepared me beforehand, uh, it was just, it was crazy. And only mm. his grace. Whew. So I... I tell people like I still have thoughts, I still have uh, I still have temptations, I still have all mm. the things anybody else has um and God told me recently he was like the the sign of health and growth isn't that the voices go away, wow. it's that yeah, you wow. stop listening to them mm. or stop listening to them quicker, and so Things that used to send me into a downward spiral don't do that anymore. Things that used to take me out for literally months or at least a good month, I I was Mm. bedridden with anxiety, Mm. uh, couldn't do anything. Um, Now maybe take Mm. a day or a couple of days, and which is why I said earlier I am literally unrecognizable to myself from who I was Mm. back then
1: pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool to see how, you know. I mean it's funny when you get to the place, right? I'm sure there are people who would envy where you're at without knowing what you've been through. Right? And <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you you realize it's like God is actually so much more interested in who you are and who you're becoming than what you do. Like what you do is so really is quite inconsequential. like It really is. Like, it doesn't yeah, really matter. Maybe I need to say that with a massive grain of salt. But but I, I'm saying it because it's like a <laughs> pendulum, right? Where it's kind of like who you are and what yeah. you do. I think we sometimes we swing so far towards what you do is the prime, more, most important thing. But it's like who you're becoming is just supremely important because it's kind of like now that you've gone through what you've gone through, like, Put you in a cafe, put you in a gas station. It's kind of like I don't care where I'm going to be. Like God is going to be glorified. Like He'll show up. Oh man! Whether I'm cleaning yeah. or I'm cleaning staff at a school, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. Or yeah. if I'm or if I'm preaching the word, or if I'm in politics. It doesn't matter where you put me. Like God's going to be glorified. Yeah. Um.
0: That's the goal. Because if I spend the next 30 50 years of my life on stages with lights and microphones and then get to the end to the end of my life and I don't hear well done like what was the point honestly and it, <clears throat> I I got to go to this event and it wasn't a church event it was very very secular it was it was so funny cuz like <laughs> Literally, I'm around all these glitterati, and I have to
1: glitterati.
0: It's just was, I, like all the right. who's who, like the A list celebs. It's literally like not like <laughs> church A list celebs, like celeb celebs. And I just was watching, and it was so. I just had this moment of gratefulness, to be honest. I'm like, God, I, I think if I'd have been here at 20, I would have made it an idol. And Thank you. Thank you for breaking me because <laughs> I I remember being, was just sitting there during this, um, uh, this thing and thinking, man, I'd so much rather be at conference right now, like, or at church or worshiping with my friends or like, it just was, I just was watching a worldly kingdom thinking that they are thinking that they have any kind of say or power. And I was like, This kingdom doesn't even compare to the kingdom of God. And then it, on the flip side, was like, how dare I show up to places like this with any kind of insecurity because I know who I am and I know what I carry. And so it made me not look at the people in like an envious or who can I talk to, who can I maneuver to get wherever. It made me ask God, okay, God, who needs to be encouraged? Mm. Who needs to be hugged? Who needs to so good. like, just have someone look them in the eye without asking them for something. Mm. Like it, we get to be on mission when mm. we actually get over our insecurity or get, or get over our, mm. our idols. We yeah. get to be on mission. You know, what that
1: made me think of, I was actually just thinking about it this morning and it's kind of like, uh, we have an internal tempo, right? And you, we have, At the end of the day, right, if you're hearing multiple clicks going on at the same time and you have one click, you're eventually going to adjust to one of them, right? You're going to adjust to culture's Mm -hmm. tempo and click or you're going to adjust to God's, which is far slower, actually, Um, but it's slow and steady. And I love the fact that you are like some everyone else was on one rhythm and you were like on a completely different rhythm. You're like people are here to make a big deal about themselves, but I'm here to serve. And it's so cool when you start walking in step with the Holy Spirit, and you're like, "All right, everyone else is on one mission. I'm on this completely different mission that people have no idea about." Um, but it's it's a pretty phenomenal yeah. uh, place to be. I uh,
0: it just it honestly, it, I just want to. It honestly comes from a place of knowing how broken Mm -hmm. i was and am like i if you ever graduate the point graduate past needing jesus that is warning signs like red flags go sit down go take the trash out for somebody like go humble yourself because and i like i get asked this a lot because i've seen i've seen some things and i've know seen some things just in in christianity and Oh my gosh. And I, my instinct used to be, Oh, how could they, especially in the name of Jesus. And like just wanting to burn the walls down and God so flipped the script. And he was like, Sarah, the same capacity is within you. So how can you lead from a place of humility, but also a place of being an agent of reconciliation? Because that is the gospel. It's being able to go and act in the opposite spirit. Mm-hmm. That is literally what Jesus yeah, did. What, and knowing why the party. What you said actually
1: <laughs> reminded me a lot of Moses, right? Like Moses, when he was first called, you know, dealt with a stutter, dealt with insecurity. Yeah. And then you just fast forward all the way towards the end of his life. And he's getting frustrated at the Israelites. They're begging for water again. And yeah. God gives him a certain very strict command. Yeah. But Moses kind of does a little bit more of a show. You know, he he's, he's you can yeah. imagine in his head and a heart. It's like, all right, I've already made water come out of rock once. Like, what's the big deal? Let's do it again. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it's I th- I feel like in that moment Moses forgot where he came from, and it's it's so true in our own story, right? Like, we don't actually realize that God was the one who taught us how to ride a bike. Like, God was the one who God trained us up in every single way, and then we get to a place of like. I can actually, yeah. I can do this without you. Where, like, you actually had no idea that God was holding you this whole time, and you're, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the saying is, like biting the hand that's feeding you, whatever. Sure, we'll go oh, with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, it's like always recognizing that I am actually only who I am today by the grace of God, and yeah, maybe I don't need yeah. God to nudge me as often as he used to about a certain issue, but that doesn't mean that, that that just means he's trained me. You know, that doesn't mean that he's not there anymore and he's not responsible for it. So it's always re- remembering. It actually is helpful to remember your brokenness uh, and where you came from quite often. Um, I've been wanting to ask you this question, actually, since you brought it up, how do you feel like what you went through affects how you do it? you do today, the way you write songs, the way you lead worship, the way you, um, Mm. carry yourself?
0: Yeah. Um, I am convinced of the power of the gospel and the power of Jesus to heal and bring freedom And it. I'm going to cry. I feel it. I'm convinced of it. And if I'm convinced of it, then same thing that God told me when I was 19 changes everything. Like if he is who he says he is, and he did what he said he did, Mm -hmm. then you have to choose. And so, um, I remember like two songs that I got to be a part of writing, uh, for the belonging co this is freedom and everything is changing. like, it's literally my testimony that, um, everything is changing. Like the verses are Isaiah 61 It's I throw off despair and put a garment of praise on. Like it's literally showing people my testimony of times I've had to choose to worship where I've had to choose him over the pain, over the whatever. And on the end of it, seeing no, there's freedom mm-hmm. here in his presence. There's hope and fullness of joy. And it's, it's so wild and like it's a really beautiful precious thing and gift from god that my like, god i'm watching people sing mm-hmm. a revelation that i've had from you and and my journey and and it's because it's not just me it's other people my like, god i'm watching people literally find freedom in, wow. in your presence and it's what we're declaring um and And then even just to make it fun, like I don't just write worship. I get to write for all genres. Um, And I actually talked to Jesus about it once. I'm like, is it okay? Is it like a sin if I'm writing something that's not worship? And he's like, well, Jesus just—he's so sweet. He's like, well, I'm the truth. So when you write truth, you're revealing me. You're writing me and so I, I just get to look for places to write the truth and it's the moment when you articulate the human experience and someone else catches it and they're like oh yeah and, and we see it all the time it's the power of music like why you go to a cold concert and everyone's losing their minds or why you listen to an adult song and you're sobbing on your couch and you're like, I don't know who wronged me when, but I'm mad about <laughs> it and I'm sad about it. <laughs> and it's like, what if we write in a way that doesn't just evoke emotion, but it, it speaks mm. truth and ingests truth into people. Um so yeah, that's that's what I love to do.
1: That's brilliant. Hey, we're gonna wrap up uh in a second. Okay. Um <clears throat> but I'd love to hear from you. What would you want to say to 15-year-old Sarah?
0: Oh. Oh. Gosh. 15-year-old Sarah. Oh, man. She was so just sad. And I would tell her that she is beautiful and she is talented And she matters and she's created exactly how she was created on purpose and for purpose. And Mm -hmm. she cries all the time for a reason. (laughs) Just I would teach myself what empathy means (laughs) Mm. because it was so confusing. I'm like, why do I have so many emotions all the time? Like, it's okay, God made you to be empathetic so you can actually love people well and serve people well. And I would tell her that there's hope.
1: Brilliant. Sarah, thanks so much for taking out your time to chat. <laughs> Thank very, you, very, guys. Very grateful for
0: you. Oh man. Onegra, you're the best. Thank you for just being consistent all the time. And it matters. What you do matters.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. For everyone watching, thanks for taking out your time to watch. Hope it this blessed you, helped you, encouraged you, inspired you. Um, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for more stories that'll inspire you to step out into the call of God in your life, why don't you check out this podcast right here?